With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello all and welcome back to another episode of the Game Time CT Staff Football Pick'em's podcast. Say that three times fast. This was a week where we didn't have a lot of games and I thought the picks were going to be all over the place and kind of chaotic and a disaster, but they really weren't. Mike Fornavio went 10-0. First perfect score I remember since I started doing this a couple of, like since I started leading this a couple of years ago. Um, and that includes the state championships. No one went 4-0 in 2019. Really? Yeah. What did I do? Pick Bloomfield? Yeah. Really? And handful of people picked Killingly. Handful of people picked Bloomfield. Yeah. Handful of people picked Hand. The most important thing was well, I picked, well, we picked Newtown. That's the most important. Yes, we did. A handful of people picked Darianne. So no one went perfect back in the championships in 19. Yeah. So All Mike right. Fornabio led the way going 10-0. Uh, Bill Bloxham went nine and one. Erickson Jacobs, Morelli, myself, Stewart went eight and two. Eight ball went nine and uh, seven and two. Bully McNamee went seven and three. Will Alden went six and four. And Maggie Vioni went five and five. So the kids have kind of started to level out. Yeah. Well, here's the problem here, though. I am behind the eight ball, literally. Well, yes. In the season standing, Stewart leads the top at 38 and 14. And all the way at the bottom is Sean Patrick yeah, Bully at 31 and 21. This is embarrassing, Pete. Yeah. This is like, I'm like, all this stuff I'm writing, you guys don't even, what are you guys even reading it for? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't. I don't read it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm only 10 games over 500 here. I think, you know, last week, look, you went 73. It wasn't like you had a bad Oh, I know, but this is, this is a bad, the eight ball, eight ball is a. The eight ball is doing well. I I don't know. It's over 500, which is 12 games over 500. This is crazy. (laughs) 12 games. Um, yes, it was very interesting. And, you know, there, there weren't that many crazy upsets and the picks last week, we did have our first, um, the Ledger new London game got postponed to this week. So that game was a wash. No one got credit or got points taken off, but everyone, but the eight ball got the game of the week, right? So that's an extra point. So that's how Mike went 10 and oh, this is embarrassing. This is just, uh, I, you know, I think I this game, get, what am I going to retire? I, Are you going to retire? You can't retire. I, uh, well, we're, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know what I'm doing on this podcast, though. I'll tell you what, you know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. What do you guys need me for? I'm going to just pick the other way. <laughs> My God. Well, like, I feel like know, they're, they're doing this despite me after all those years. They These might. Picks. But, you know, you've made some picks based on, you know, just picking against what everyone else was to try and make up ground. Yeah, and I think uh, you might be hurting yourself. I don't think you might be hurting way too much credit. <laughs> I don't, it's not that diabolical, man. I'm just picking games. I'm just kind of picking games. You see me. I'm just sitting there going, oh, I'll just go with this team. And yeah, that's I mean, that's what I did. I, you know, I, I yeah. tried to go Woodland because they just lost to Torrington and, you know, everyone went Holy Cross and Holy Cross won. 
Um, I see more yeah. games live than any of these t- people here. It, it, seriously, than anybody, even you. I went mm-hmm. to two games on Saturday. And what do I get for it? I get <laughs> behind the eight ball. Just call me the cue ball, man. You might be. We might have to rename you. But this week's... my head if this goes on. <laughs> this week's slate of games, I think, is a pretty good one. I think a lot of these teams are coming off of buys and ready to hit the ground running. We're, we're starting to get into that meat of the conference schedules for some of these teams. This might be the beginning of, like, a really tough four-game stretch, three-game stretch. So it's going to be really interesting going forward, like I say, every week. Um, and like we do every week, the game of the week will be the last game that we pick. So, Sean, we're going to dive right into it. The SEC matchup. We got two and two, Daniel Hand going to Finn Stadium to play the three and one Shelton Gales. Now, want to point out a couple of things. The last time they played was obviously in 2019, came down to the wire. Colin McCabe scored with 18 seconds left and Hand won 21 to 14. That was kind of at the time where the poll started to shift towards St. Joe's as number one as opposed to Hand. Um, Because Hand was playing in a lot of these these close games. Now, note, on that final drive with Hand going down the field, uh, Isaiah McNeely caught a pass, and it was popped out. And the ball lands in front of three Shelton defenders and one Hand kid come running back down the field, Seth Schweitzer, and he's the one who dove on the ball to keep the ball in Hand's possession. Two or three plays later, Colin McCabe scores the game-winning touchdown with 18 seconds left. Great play. Seth is... Seth is still playing in the game. Obviously, he's a senior. Um, you know, he might be the best player on the field. Uh, but you got to note, uh, Ethan O'Brien, his last two games, he's rushed for 323 yards and six touchdowns forehand, you know, erasing that 0-2 start. They're 2-2. But it's Shelton, right? Shelton beat Greenwich earlier this year and then laid an absolute egg against Trumbull. This was always a tight game. This game, this game always comes down to the fourth quarter. The guys that I would keep my eye on in this game for Shelton or Lakovich and Wiener, if they can get in the backfield and make Patch Flanagan's night not comfortable, then Shelton's going to. Then I think Shelton's going to be in control. If Ethan O'Brien could get going and they could get the ball into Seth Schweitzer's hands, I think Shelton might have a fun time. Sean, who do you got? Oh man, <laughs> this one right off the bat, Pete, you're killing me. <laughs> no, this is a tough one because, like you just said, Shelton's got the big boys up front. Hand has struggled in that department. Ham might have the skill guys. You know, I, I like Shelton's guys, but the skill guys aren't really match up with unless they're on defense. You know what I mean? Like, like the D-backs and stuff like that. It's going to come down to the line. Right now, Shelton's got the edge. Um, you know, but Hand's been playing really well. Like you said about uh, Ethan O'Brien, he's been a, he's been a bulldozer. Uh, but... Uh, you know, this isn't Sheehan. This isn't uh, Massick. This is Shelton. Shelton must be just livid after getting egg on its face uh, in that loss to Trumbull. And, you know, I don't... And Hand might not have the big boys to protect Patch uh, like Trumbull did uh, to let uh, Corbin Smith run wild. At Finn Stadium, the Finn Fanatics fired up. I'm going with the Gales. Ooh... Well, you know, I look at what Corbin Smith did uh, two weeks ago against Trumbull, uh, or for Trumbull against Shelton, and, you know, Corbin Smith is that type of player that's an all-everything kind of guy, and that's Seth Schweitzer. And at the end of the day, the best player on the field is Seth Schweitzer. And for that reason, with O'Brien getting going on the line, 
I'm going with Daniel Han. Mm, I don't know about that. Nah, nah we'll see. Hey, we'll man, see. I'm not. Actually, I'm not behind the eight ball. You're right. <laughs> Shelton might be like, no, pick the other way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got our CCC game. Now, this one, you got four in O'Hall. They're number five in the top ten, and they're going up against. They're traveling to Falcon Field, Meriden to play Platt, who's three and one. This is like the third or second or third class double L school that Platt will be playing this season. They're a borderline LM school. These two haven't played since 2016. Platt went to the playoffs that year. They beat Hall 38-16. That was when Tylon Papalo was playing for Platt. Obviously that was five years ago. And uh, Hall's coming off that big win against Southington two weeks ago. You know, Leo Pereira has 12 touchdowns. Platt's got other guys. You know, they got they got the Robinson brothers, Amari at running back, and Avery at quarterback, and they got Antoine Santiago leading that defense. I'm not saying I'm going to pick Platt. I'm not saying I'm going to pick Hall. I'm going to let you pick first. But I am not 100% in that Hall just because your number five is going to win this game. What about you, Sean? No, that's fine. The scouting reports we have from Jacobs was that uh, he's not here today. We didn't even shot him out. He's not here today. (laughs) He's not assigned. He is. Um, (laughs) But uh, the scouting report there was that their receiver, uh, he's out for uh, for their great receiver hall is out. And that's going to put a lot of uh, pressure on on Pereira to to get the the ball run. And they got some guys. And I've seen Hall. I have not seen Platt. I like Hall, but the Hall again, and I've been saying this to death. They they perplexed me against Ward. I mean, Ward was a team that got beat up down here, and then they go up there and they almost they, I mean, they would come fumble away from from beating Hall. I'm sure Hall, if they listen to this, I'm sure they do now. I'm sure they sick of hearing it. You know, Platt. They're going to Platt, right? It's at Platt. Yep, it's at Falcon Field. Out Falcon Field. You know, I know Platt's got a lot of you know a lot of stuff they want to prove here, but. I'm going with Hall, Pete. You know, I'm going to buck the I guy. I got to try something here. And I got to put my faith in Hall. Hall, I'm putting my faith in you. There'll be no more bad talk if you can if you can pull through here for me. If you don't, then, you know, I'm going to talk blue in the face. Well, you see, I should have picked against you. I should have picked Platt because you guys almost lost the ward. That's where I'm going with this. I'm going to go Hall as a last-ditch thing and say, like, I'm, I'm, I put my faith in you guys. I've actually met Pereira. Nice kid. Great player. You guys got to pull through for me here. I um, I of the belief on both of our podcasts, this one and the meat grinder, that I don't think that there is a clear-cut best team in the CCC. And I think the best team in the CCC is Windsor. Okay. Other than that, I think it's, it's a crapshoot. And that's why I think, and I do love myself some some Kayla May steamed cheese, cheese cheeseburgers, but I think Platt's going to win this game. I'm going with Platt because I just think that the CCC is such a crapshoot that I, I think anything can happen. And I think a, a three and one Platt team coming in, uh, being at home against Hall, they know they got to stop the run. If they can stop the run, I think this falls into Platt's favor. I'm going with the Panthers. Mm. All right. That's yes, a, going. It's a pick, Pete. That's it a is pick. a pick. It's it might be a little bit of a bias. Hey, pick, you know, but, I, you know, again, I just can't say anything. I mean, I'd love to, you know, kind of rib you out for it, but 
It's not a bad pick. I mean, I, I could be in last place next week. So, but if Hall, if Platt wins this game, I don't want to hear from Jason Bruin. I don't want to hear it, man. You, you're right in the, you're beating all these double L schools. You don't want to hear about like we can't. Oh, what are we doing in this? You know, you're getting points. <laughs> all right, all right, Jason. Are you getting points? As he, yeah, but if they keep winning more games, they, uh, they might end up in tier one at the CCC. <laughs> they got. Uh, uh, that's a, for another podcast. Go next. All right, SWC game. We got three and one. New Milford Green Wave against the three and one Mastic Panthers. Quietly, and I only say this quietly because we haven't spoken about him that much. But New Milford quarterback Reese Vanek, he might be. He has the best, according to Max Preps, he has the best passing numbers in the state in terms of yards. He's throwing the ball a lot. There hasn't been a lot of like consistently great quarterback play in the state. And Reese is right at the top. He's got nine touchdowns this year for the Green Wave. Kind of a little resurgence under, um, you know, for Coach Sean, Sean, Sean Murray. Uh, and they're 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 going to to play Masic. And, and you know, Nick Saku, he's Mr. Everything for for the Panthers. You know, he's got over 600 yards rushing and 11 touchdowns. Um, as running, he's got I think five passing touchdowns as well. You know, this one. Is Ma- how is Massick going to respond after the week off after you know getting handled by hand two weeks ago? Sean, who do you got? New Milford never beats Massick, you know, and I love. Uh, I think Sean Murray's going to get things changed there uh, very soon, but uh, you know, Massick's still Massick. They're, they're still the boss in the SWC. Well, compared to, they're behind Newtown, but um, you know, I still see Massick winning this game pretty pretty handily. Um, New Milford's still got a ways to go. By, by the way, we should mention this is their first road game of the year. It's also their, they also have five road games out of what, six games. So they have one more home game left at Xavier. That's senior night, the night before, uh, or two days before Halloween. That's <laughs> senior night, Xavier over at, uh, at the Joe Weiser Stadium in New, in New Milford. The rest of them are all on the road. They got at Amity, they're at Pauper, they're at Brookfield, and of course they're at New Fairfield on Thanksgiving. But uh, right, like I said, New Milford um, doesn't beat Massick. Massick. Yeah, I'm going to go with Massick, too. I think the Panthers rebound. They had a week to, uh, you know, kind of get sorted together. And they will beat New Milford. All right, our ECC game is the same one it was last week. Do we even need to talk about it? New London at Ledyard, the Outlaws. Ledyard hasn't beat New London since Jim Bunicor's final season. Jim Bunicor is now the athletic director at Ledyard. Sean, are you going with Ledyard again? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ledyard as well. I'm not changing my my pick. All right, so now we're going to go to the NVL. So it's kind of a little bit of a toss-up. We got uh, two and two Waterbury Career Academy, quote-unquote, traveling to Waterbury to play one and two Crosby. Now, not a lot's being made of him. Um, You know, Crosby, they are one and two. Crosby hasn't been the most successful program. But Tanner Leo... He's having an awesome year for the Bulldogs. Uh, he had four touchdowns this past week. He's a really good. He's a really good quarterback against the teams that he's played against. Sean and Waterbury kept it close against Ansonia for for a little bit. Who do you got in this one? Pete, this is a <laughs> this is a tough game. I was really impressed. It's been a while since Crosby had a you know great team in the NVL. Like I I was looking at Ansonia's streak the other night, right? And uh, you know, I, and then I was looking at every team's record against Ansonia. Crosby actually beat Ansonia, not I mean, in in NVL terms, uh, uh, not too long ago. 
which was back in 2009. That was the year that Anthony was in a transition year before they went on the Arkell Newsom, you know, era. But uh, Crosby actually had some players back then. They usually do. It's just maybe it's a good guy to get in there. And maybe they found the right coach this time. Maybe they found the right guy. Leo's having a great you know, performance, and they had a great game last week. Uh, but Pete, Pete Fleming's done a great job there. Look, I wish I wish their team from a couple of years ago could have gotten the state playoffs. That would have been nice. But, you know, they, it just goes to show you that Waterbury, when, if they can get enough kids at one school, that's the problem. They got five, <laughs> five schools there, and even Sacred Heart's gone now, too. So, but anyway, uh, uh, that's a tough game to call. The, again, Waterbury career had Ansonia, you know, not on the ropes, but they were, they made Ansonia work for that game. I, I'm going to go with Crosby, Pete. I don't know why. I, I just all of a sudden want to go with Crosby. All right, wow, we're differentiating again. I'm going to go with Waterbury Career Academy. Uh, I do think Tanner Leo is an awesome football player, uh, but I'm just going to go with Waterbury Career Academy and their turnover chain, which is sick. Yeah. Um, but a nice battle of the Maybe. Waterbury schools. All right, now our know, He's going to make game. me pay for that pick. But... Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what the heck? Um, but our Pequot game, we have 3-1 and one Morgan, led by Andrew Nye. Under center, my go-to phrase. Yeah. And they are traveling to Hartford to play the SMSA co-op who are two and three. Now, I just want to point this out. SMSA has three losses. They lost to Granby, 26 to 12. They lost to Ellington, 9 to 6. And they lost to Stafford, 15 to 14. Okay. That Granby-Canton game, it's a two-point, it's a two-score game. Granby-Canton has asserted themselves atop of the Pequot Uncas. And SMSA has been in every game that they've lost. They've only allowed 50 points this season. And they have three losses. Sean, who do you got? You know, I have a hard time. Uh, I have a hard time picking against uh, Morgan here. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, they beat Valley. And they beat up on Crack. They beat up. Uh, yeah, I didn't say beat up, but they beat Adam Killingworth. I think SMSA will give him a game, but you know, it might be time to join the uh, to jump on the Morgan bandwagon. People, we'll go with the Oscars. Yeah, I yeah, I thought about going to Morgan, but the thing that stood out to me about SMSA is those close games, right? I mean, Staff Stafford beat him on a two-point conversion in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah, like, I know. You know, they were in it against Ellington, who played really well against Granby. Uh, that was another one-point game. So, I'm going with SMSA. Ooh. I'm going with the Hartford Co-op. I think I think this is a big win for them. All right, Morgan our... is one of those schools, Pete. That you know, you, you expect them to just kind of. I mean, when Mike Eagles there, they were great, oh, great, but they were good. You know, it's those them and more uh, North Brantford. You expect them to kind of as the one school teams in that league, uh, kind of the uh, one of them, some of the uh, one school teams in that league. You, you know, you kind of expect them to be the the best team in that league constantly. But anyway. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a good one for, for sure. All right, to the CTC, we have a little battle between the CTC teams that we used to talk about making the playoffs. We got uh, one and yeah. two ATI traveling to play one and three Bullers Havens. I don't know what's going on with either of these pro these programs. They were dominating the conference for the last like five or something years. Um, I think this one's a coin flip. Sean, I'm going to put this one on you first. You like know I've what's done interesting every, for everyone. Pete, yeah, you know what's really interesting this, Pete? Now, we went on a rant about this on the other podcast. If you haven't heard that, <laughs> please go. The one thing we didn't bring up is that, you know, Bullard Havens, for all the, you know, stuff they've taken over the years, they've been kind of, them and ATI have been kind of the stopgap here with these co-ops, preventing them 
from dominating, you know, their the league and therefore, you know, mucking up the works and class. That's the reason why it wasn't a problem because Bullard Havens, you know, ATI, they took care of business. Um, as far as like this game goes, I don't know, you know, and uh, you know, it's like it's like hope us Obi Wan Kenobi. Your only hope, <laughs> unfortunately, they're playing each other now. But you know, ATI has got Chaining and uh, they got Thames River. It's like. Chris, you got to help us out here, man. Anyway, Bullard Havens is old. He's old haunt. Uh, it's going to be kind of an emotional game, I guess, for him. Um, but he's an ATI guy now. And going back to Kennedy down there to play, it's a tough trip. Bullard's having a really, has had a, also had, has had a really tough go of it, uh, you know, although until they beat BG Techs uh, two weeks ago. Um, I'm going with ATI. I'm yeah. going with ATI. I think, uh, I think. I don't know, just kind of a hunch. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just like the scores better. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one thing that I did notice is the one common opponent was Plat Tech, and they both lost to Plat Tech by two points. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to pick ATI as well because, yeah, yeah Chris Pace, re- re- a good old Chris Pace revenge game. All right. Like a note. Yep. So we got our. Uh, our, our other games, uh, you know, these, these ones, this is when it gets real exciting. We got 4-0 New Canaan traveling to Norwalk to play the 4-0 Bears. Dating back to 2004, the teams have played eight times. New Canaan's won all eight meetings. Now, Norwalk's got Cam Edwards. New Canaan's got Cognetta. You know, we said this before the show. Cam Edwards is going to be the best player on the field. Yep. And I think in a game like this, this that kind of makes a difference. But, Sean, I'm going to let you pick first. Pete, I've agonized over this one, and I really, really want to pick Norwalk. But, uh, you know, their uh, their track record is not great, as you mentioned. I, again, I don't know in the last time they, uh, they beat New Cannon. I mean, uh, somebody figure this out for me, please. Couldn't find it. Yeah, it's been... You know, I have the actually. I I'm gonna find this out, but not in time for this podcast. Um, unless you want me to look for it, Pete. No, that's fine. All right. Got <laughs> We got to shoot from the hip here. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, I, it's been a long time. I don't expect uh, Pat Miller to come in here and immediately win. You know, and New Cannon so well coached. I know they're going on the road. They're they're so well coached and. Uh, Norwalk needed a miracle to get out of that Cheshire game. I think McCain's better than Cheshire. Um, they're going to have, I mean, unless they don't have big Cognetta. But, uh, you know, New Canaan, not your vintage New Canaan team. Drew Pine's playing for the, you know, Notre Dame right now. But I'm going with New Canaan. I, I just think, uh, I, I just think New Canaan, you know, right now, it's not, not Norwalk's time. And uh, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see them. I don't see them making that big a statement this early. I mean, a good win against Cheshire. I think that's where you go, but not New Camp. Not not now. I know you got two weeks, but uh, not yet. So what I noticed with Norwalk when I saw them against Cheshire, Cam Edwards is an absolute stud. 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 player on the field, yeah. Absolutely. That said, where's my 2A guy? Where's my 1B guy? You know? Will there be a quarterback, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, well, Sean Brown returned. He, he got hurt at the end of the Cheshire game. You know, I'd like to think if 
Christian Russo was playing for Cheshire, that game might have gone the other way. And the thing is, like, Norwalk, you know, wore Cheshire down and took advantage of mistakes late. Is New Canning, or is New Canning going to give you those opportunities to, to, to take advantage of mistakes? I don't know, but right now I don't think so. And I'm going to go with New Canaan as well. I don't think this is it for Norwalk yet. Um, I'd love to be proven wrong, but, uh, you know, I just I just don't see it yet. Pete, I really thought you were going to pick Norwalk that time. I really thought you were going to go Norwalk. I did. I, I, I was going to trigger the other way. I, I, I went in being like, I'm going to pick Norwalk. But I just... I know, I know, I know. And I'm probably gonna... You know, you know, no faith. Covers the Aegean. He's a on the Cam Edwards train, and he, and he last second he can't he can't pull the trigger on. I can't, I can't, I can't do it yet. And I apologize to to bear <laughs> to bear nation, but I can't I can't do it yet. You know, I mean, look, it's one thing if I don't believe you. Look, I'm behind the eight ball. But, but yeah, Pete, I know, Pete. but you can't lose points, Sean. All right, in our, uh, in our ninth game, we have uh, 3-1 Amity traveling to Wallingford, the home of Neil's Donuts, to play 2-2 uh, two two Sheehan Titans. Oof. Sheehan, they played hand last week. I think a lot of people thought it would be a lot closer. I, I don't know why uh, people thought that. Look, Terrence Bogan, Jordan Davis, you know. Yeah, they're not there. Jack Davis, they're not there anymore. This is a new Sheehan team, a new reign, a new, you know, John Ferrazzi doing what he does well. He's going to build this group, this program back up to state relevance. I just don't see it now against a double L school like Amity. If this game was two years ago, I'd probably pick Sheen. Yeah, but Amity is a double L school. Yeah, is a double L school. Pat Coughlin under center. Clem, Clem Neary is making plays in the return game and on offense for the Spartans. And they have Jack Coughlin. And I... We're big fans of Jack Coughlin on this show. He's got three pick sixes for touchdowns. Pick sixes are touchdowns. He's got five interceptions this year. Three have been returned for touchdowns. He's running the ball. He's receiving the ball. He's catching the ball. He's returning punts. I mean, he's one of the best athletes in the state of Connecticut. And I think in a game like this against a Class S school like Sheehan, I'll go first on this one. I'm picking Adam. <laughs> you think? Yeah, I kind of led there. Are you picking the alma mater, Sean? Yeah, I'm going with the alma mater. Listen, um, I, I actually, uh, I actually tried to get a little scouting for Craig Bruno on this uh, last weekend, but uh, you know he didn't really give me much. But I do know this: uh, Amity has the Coughlins, and uh, especially Jack and Sheen does. I think Sheen's yeah. going to win games. They were right there with uh, an undefeated uh, New Fairfield team, but uh, I know Amity's played Shelton. You know, is that going to translate? Amity usually has trouble with their old Uzi rival machine, but not this time. I think Amity wins. I agree. All right. So now we're going to the game time CT game of the week. And if you didn't know what it was, you guys not been paying attention. We have number, I don't know what they are in the poll, but we got three and one Greenwich traveling to St. Joe's on Saturday to play the four and O Hogs. All right. This is it. This is the first big test for St. Joe's this year. Their defense has allowed just 43 points all year. This is also the first meeting between the two schools since 2010. Let that sink in. The last time when they played in 2010, St. Joe's won 22 to 20. We got Morrissey's on one side. We got Galetta's 
On the other side, we got playmakers all over the field for both teams. Sean, what do we think? Do we think this is going to be a high scoring, a low scoring, a competitive game, a blowout? What are your thoughts? Pete, I've seen Greenwich. I have not seen St. Joe's except on film. I'm old enough to remember when St. Joe having Greenwich on the schedule was the kiss of death. It was a season kill. You know, St. Joe, they already had to play Trumbull, which was tough. They already had to, you know, play, I don't know. No, they didn't usually play Staples, but they had to play, I don't know, Ridgefield, that was, which was tough. Or they had to play, you know, Bridgeport Central, which wasn't gimme. Or, you know, you could go on. New Canaan was usually actually St. Joseph's White Whale, too. But they were always competitive with New Canaan. You know, the, finally, St. Joe came block, you know, busted loose, and they beat New Canaan, I think it was 2007, it's been a few years, um, which, start, which, which featured a young kid named Tyler Matakevich and a young freshman on the team. But Greenwich back then was just, you know, boss. And nobody beat Greenwich. You know, it took, if you had Greenwich on a schedule, you almost had to lock it down as hell. Teams tried, but they would go and they would fail. St. Joe's guys, Greenwich at their own field. I've seen Greenwich. I have not seen St. Joseph. I think Greenwich has some problems to figure out. They need to figure out what their offense is and what their offense is about. I think St. Joseph has got this figured out. I think St. Joseph knows what the heck it's doing. There's this myth that the, their their linemen weren't very big. I think that was the only knock on their linemen. Who otherwise played great so far. So uh, in that in that, it's I can't believe I'm saying it, but St. Joseph playing Grant now it's like St. Joe on this schedule. Forget it, we're done. I'm going with St. Joseph. You know, yeah, this is. Uh... I think they're, uh, but this is a team that is the now the odds-on favorite after the way they dismantled Xavier. Odds on favorite to win class A. Yeah, at you know Greenwich, I will say this: I don't think they can afford to lose another game right right now. No, they're desperate. Their schedule, yeah, they're desperate. Their schedule is just getting started. They have another date with Ridgefield, I believe. They have a date with uh, Darien as well. Um, this is this is a must win for must. Greenwich. An absolute must win for Greenwich. That said, on the flip, you got St. Joe's. Now, they St. do not Joseph play Darien, by the way. They oh, they do not. Yeah, New Canaan. St. Joe's hasn't trouble. really been tested. Correct. Yeah, yeah, you look at their opponents, they haven't really been tested. But what we've seen from Greenwich is if you're going to run the ball down their throat, they're going to have a hard time stopping it. And St. Joe's, I think in this game, the player to keep an eye on is Riley Jordan. Now, Riley hasn't really had to do much. A lot of these games have been kind of blowouts, and they've scored early through the passing game. And, you know, he really hasn't been called upon. But I saw them against Staples. And, you know, Coach Joe Dell went to Riley Jordan. And he fed him his only game over 100 yards this year. He had a couple of touchdowns. Uh, the kid's good. And I think he's going to be called upon on Saturday. And I think he's going to be the one that's going to lead St. Joe's to a victory. So, obviously, I'm going with St. Joe's. Mm. That was a roundabout way of saying St. Joe's. <laughs> yes, it was a roundabout way of saying St. Joe's. But, but you know... I, that this is just the beginning. Yeah, I mean, the St. Joe, you look at that schedule, Greenwich, Ridgefield, Darien, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, and uh, that's a tough, you know, it's lesser St. Joe teams in, you know, which haven't been, <laughs> I don't remember the last lesser, 16 maybe, 2016, they still went to the state final. Um, you know, I, you don't have to go way back, but lesser St. Joe teams would have wilted there. Maybe they would have played one of those teams tough. Now it's like, 
what's Ridgefield Greenwich and Darien? Well, let me know about Darien, but what's Ridgefield and Greenwich going to do to stop St. Joseph? Darien, I mean, Ridgefield's had plenty of problems with St. Joe. Remember that game? They had to, St. Joe had to come all the way back, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's just get us to, uh, to October 30th, please, St. Joe. Yeah, that's that, that one's going to be a clash again. That one, obviously, we will pick that week. I mean, all right. Pete, if, if Janet Grant shows up and plays well, then we got a lot of rethinking to do. Oh, um, yeah. And they could. Hey, listen, this is Greenwich, but uh, I just just seen him against prep did not fill me with a lot of confidence. Uh, I would say Ridgefield maybe has a little bit of better of a shot in St. Joe than Greenwich does right now. But Greenwich, maybe they did something in the, out of the, the night, last two weeks in the bye, but we'll see. It's good. It's going to be a tall task for the Cardinals. I like we both said I we we this is a must win for them. And, uh, you know, a win could go a long way. That said, we both think St. Joe's are going to win this game. So we will see everyone out on the field this weekend. Please come by and yell at us uh, for not picking your team. Get out or, of the if you, or if you want to print it out and, and put it in the locker. We don't yeah. care. All right. Everyone have a great weekend. We will uh, catch you next week.